All right, we're going to start here on the bottom of Ayin Bet by the two dots. Omer Rova. Rova says, Katsar v'tachan kigrogeret b'shigigat Shabbat v'zadon milachot. So he did these two milachot, Ktsira, harvesting, tachan, he ground. It's not important what milachot are, just that there are two of them, two different milachot. Now, kigrogeret is the size of a fig. And as Rashi points out over here, that when we're talking about a fig here, it's shi'ur l'chul l'chul yisirei melachot shabbat bochlim. It's the standard size or shi'ur when we deal with foods on Shabbat. Grogeret is the default status or default size that we work with. So that's why we're talking about a grogeret here. So he went ahead and did these two melachot, but it was shigigat shabbat and zadom melachot. Shigigat shabbat, he forgot it was shabbat, but he knew these melachot were asurot. So we know from the first Mishnah, that means you have only one Chatat. One Chatat because you forgot it was Shabbat. You have the Chatat for Shabbat. doesn't matter how many Melachot you did because the problem here or the forgetting that happened here was the Shigigat Shabbat. Then, V'chazar, V'katsar, V'tachan, Kigrogeret, V'zadon Shabbat, V'shigigat Melachot. And then after that, he goes ahead and does these two Melachot, assuming on a different Shabbat, that he does it V'zadon Shabbat. He knows it's Shabbat, Shigigat melachot, but he didn't, doesn't remember that these melachot are surot or problematic. So now you have basically the cases in our Mishnah, you have case number two and case number three. Case number two where he forgets his Shabbat and he does melachot where he brings one korban. And case number three is where he knows it's Shabbat, he just doesn't know it's the melachot, you bring a korban for every melacha. Then afterwards, v'nodalo, he becomes aware, alak tzira about the melachot he did, shall shigigat Shabbat v'zadom melachot. Becomes aware of the fact that he did first instance that he did it wrong. Becomes aware of it that it was Shabbat that day. And so now he is chayav to bring a single korban. Then afterwards, v'chazar v'nodolo. And afterwards he becomes aware of the fact, al-ktsirav v'tchinashel z'adom Shabbat v'shigigat melachot. The second instance that he violated, he becomes aware of that, that he now knows that he did these melachot on Shabbat, that these melachot are asurot, which would obligate him in to chataot. So that's the scenario of the case. Tosafot over here, if you look at the Rashbam, this is going to come up later in the Gemara today, so it's important to understand, when he say v'nodolo, he became aware, there are a number of ways you can become aware of the issue. One is to simply become aware of it. Nodolo means now I knew I did something wrong. That's one. Number two is, I can be aware I did something wrong, plus I was mafrish a korban. I already separated out a chatat to rectify that situation. I haven't brought the chatat, but at least I've started the process where I was makdish or designated a chatat to take care of this problem. There's a third possibility about knowing, which is that I was actually mitchaper. I was actually brought the korban and I finished the whole scenario. So when we say v'nodalo over here, that he became aware of the wrongdoing, what does that mean? It could mean that he's just aware, that he became aware, he knows the information, could become aware and he's already mafrisha korban. Or it could be that he's aware and he already brought the korban. So in that, you can look at the Tosafot here at the bottom. It says, Perish Rabbeinu Shmuel, the Rashbam says, Shenodolo, what is the nodolo in our Gemara here? It means, Vifrish Karban. And he was already separated out of Karban. Kodem Shinit Kaper. But it's before he attained Kapra, before he brought it on the Mizbeach. So then, Chazar V'nodolo ala Ktsirav Tchinash Shushugav Malchot. Then he gets the second piece of information. Avalo nodolo ad achar Kapra inigarim. If it's after the Kapra, there's nothing to talk about. You've ended one issue, the other issue is still open. You can't connect the two. So if he's already brought the Karban, there's nothing to discuss over here. And the other way around is also true. He says in the next line, V'davka yifrish Karban. He separated the Karban. Avim lo yifrish Karban. 
וחזר ונודו לו על הקצירה, התחינה, שגם האחות יביא איזה שיר יצא, דבו תליה מילתא. He says, if you find out the information and you did nothing, you weren't mafrisha korban, and then now you have the information about both violations, you can bring the korban, whichever one you want. You can bring the korban for the shigiyat shabbat, and it'll cover the other one. Or you can bring the korban for the shigiyat malachot, the two korbanot, and that'll cover the shigiyat shabbat. That's up to you then. You can do whatever you like with it. The question here, and what happens here, and the question that's arising is that he already was mafrish the chatat. He was mafrish the chatat for the shigigat shabbat, which is a one chatat, and now he wants to cover with that the two korbanot that are associated with the shigigat melachot. The fact that he forgot that these two melachot, he wants to cover it. Does that work or not? That's the way the Rajbam sets it up. So now the Gemara says, Sira goreret k'tsira, utchina goreret k'tchina. Basically, the tzira of Shigigat Shabbat covers the tzira of Shigigat Melachot. The tchina of Shigigat Shabbat covers the tchina of Shigigat Melachot. Now, by Shigigat Shabbat, you're only bringing one korban. But that one korban is going to cover all the melachot you did because the problem was that you forgot it was Shabbat. That one korban covers everything. But in covering everything, it also will then, it almost in a sense covers both tchina and tzira because it's covering the whole Shabbat. And in doing so, it also will cover the mistake you made by the Tchinag Tzira, by Shigigat Melachot. When you made the mistake and you should have brought two korbanot for that, this korban will cover everything. It takes care of everything. You really had three violations here, technically. If they were separate incidents, you would have to bring three chatot. One chatat for the Shigigat Shabbat, and then two chatot for the Shigigat Melachot. Over here, since he already got the information about the Shigigat Shabbat, it was Mafisha Korban, now he's waiting, and then all of a sudden he remembers... He also has Shigigat Melachot now. So that Shigigat Melachot, that one korban for Shigigat Shabbat is going to cover all three korbanot that you needed to bring. All chatot are covered by this now. Aval. No dolo al ktsirah, don Shabbat. So what happens on the other way around? Like David's asking, what happens if it's not Shigigat Shabbat first, but the other way around? He finds out about the ktsirah of Zadon Shabbat, the Shigigat Melachot. So now all he knows about is one violation. One violation is the ktsirah from the mistake he made about the Melachot. So now the Gemara says, Tzira, Goreret Tzira. Just like in the first case, the Tzira covered the other Tzira, so to here. Here, you bring your Korban for the Tzira, it also covers the Tzira of the Shigigat Shabbat. That's covered. Utchina Shima. And the Tchina with it. Because once you cover Shigigat Shabbat, then everything's covered. Everything's subsumed under that Korban. When you bring the single Chatat for Shigigat Shabbat, it covers Tzira and Tchina. You don't separate it. They don't have to bring two Korbanot for the Shigigat Shabbat. So by default, since I'm covering the Shigigat Shabbat with this Korban, I'm also covering that Tchina. But, Tchina shenegda bimkoma omedet. The Tchina that is opposite it remains in place. Which means, in the Shigigat Melachot, you really have to bring two Korbanot. You have to bring a Korban for the Ktsira, Korban for the Tchina. And you also had an obligation to bring a Korban for the Shigigat Shabbat. Over here, you're bringing one Korban, Korban of... Shigigat Ketzira. That Shigigat Ketzira that you brought that one Korban still leaves the Shigigat Tchina in place. That's, you didn't cover it in any way. That's still in place. The Shigigat Shabbat is covered because your Shigigat Shabbat was in the Melacho of Ketzira. It happened to be also Tchina. That's not a problem because once it covers the Ketzira, it also covers the Tchina. So out of those Korbanot, you have to bring three. This one Korban will cover two of them. You'll still have to bring the additional Chatat for the Trina that is there. That is the position of Rovo. Abaye Amar, Abaye says, Trina nami goreret Trina. That when it comes to the Gvera, the Trina, once you've covered the Trina of Shigat Shabbat, 
that comes back and also takes care of the Tchina of Shigigat Milachot. Why? Because it's Shem Tchina Achati. It's all under the same category. It's under the same rubric. So you can't separate them out. Abayi says everything's covered by this one Korban. So according to Abayi, it makes no difference which way you go. Either way, and whatever one you fit, remember first, you bring the Chatat. One Chatat, you cover all three of them. According to Rav, it will make a difference which way you know about it. If you know about Shigigat Shabbat, you bring one Korban, it covers all three. If you know about Shigigat Melachot first, and you bring one Korban for one of those Melachot, then you still have to bring an additional Korban to cover the other Melacha over here. So that's the position of Abayin Rav. The Gemara is going to want to understand what the positions are based on. Gemara says, Umi... Does Rava really believe in this concept called greira, dragging along the other item? When I bring a chatat for one item, that it automatically covers and pulls along the other item. Va'itmar. Don't we have, here it's a case, a case that's going to result in a machlokat amurayim between Rava and Abaye. Just to note that Tosafot over here says that he thinks that oh, this part of the Gemara, the Girsa may not be Rova, but rather Rabo. Just one of the giveaways, just this is a technical thing that happens in Shas. Whenever there's a machlokat Abaye and Rova, generally Abaye's position is brought first, and then Rova's position is brought. Now in our case over here, when we started, it was because Rova made a statement, and then Abaye disagreed, so they brought Rova first. But if we have a, Gemara brings an incident or a case down, and looking for Aloha, they'll generally bring the position of Abaye, then bring the position of Rava. That's not true when it's Rabba. Rabba was the Rebbe of Abaye. And therefore, if there is a statement that is a machok between Rabba and Abaye, then generally they'll bring Rabba first, and then Abaye second. So Tosfot says, one of the evidences here that it should be, the Gersa might be Rabba and not Rava is, they quote Rava's opinion first, which makes it sound like it should be Rabba here. So that's why he says that the Gersa may not be Rava, but rather Rabba. So now the case is Itmar. He ate two olives worth of fats, fats that are as sore to eat, but he didn't want forgetting. He remembers about one of them. While he has yet to remember the second violation, he now eats a third piece of fat. So he's eating three pieces of fat. One and two were in the first forgetting. Then he remembers about number one, but two he still doesn't remember. Then he eats a third piece of fat, which is still within the forgetting of number two. And now he remembers everything. After he's done all of this, now he becomes aware of it. Amarava, it's not the problem of forgetting. He might not have known that he ate Taleb. He might have thought it was Shuman. He might have thought it was permissible fats. Right? Remembering here at Shabbat, where your, your question really is deriving from, where he doesn't know that this is a surah on Shabbat, and then he knows about it. Once he knows about it, there's another piece of information, which is he has to know that he did it, or he violated it. The same thing over here. When Once he knows that it's Chelev, the first one, he might think that the second one was still Shuman, and hasn't figured out that it's Chelev yet. So now, what is the din? Rova says, or Rabba says, Hevi karban al-Rishon, Rishon v'sheni mitkaprim. Brings a karban for number one. He's covered number one and two. Because one and two were in the same forgetting. The one korban will take care of both of them. Then, Gimel enu mitkaprim. But number three is not covered, because it's not in the same forgetting. He's bringing it for number one. Number one and three were not in the same forgetting. If he brings a korban for number three, then two and three are covered because they were in the same forgetting. Number one is not mitkaper because number one is separate. It was a separate forgetting. If he brings the korban for the middle violation, then then everything's covered. Because number one and three were in the same forgetting as number two. So he brings the karban for number two, then he covers everything that's there. Abayamar, afilu evi karban al-echad mehem, nikapru kulan. If you bring one korban, takes care of everything. Abaye is basically, you know, bringing the position of what's called greira, what we just saw before, which is, from covering the chatat, is covering chalef, 
It's going to cover the other violations of Caleb. I have multiple violations of Caleb. I only knew about them afterwards. I brought up one korban at the end. It's going to cover all my violations. Rabbah says, no, that the only thing that it covers is that which you forgot about in the same time. The violations have to be at the same forgetting. If they're not in the same forgetting, they're not covered together with a single korban. They have a bay and Rabbah or a bay and Rabbah arguing about this here. But what you see is that he doesn't subscribe to Grey Rock. Because if he subscribed to Grey Ra, then he would say that everything's included. Whether he brought Korban for number one, number three, everything would be covered by that because the violation is the same violation. Just like over here, we said Ktsira, Goreret, Ktsira, or Tchina, Goreret, Tchina. You should say the same thing here. Chilev, Goreret, Chilev. And everything is covered by a single Korban. The Gemara says, Balter de Savro. After he heard Abayi's position, he then took that on. He disagreed originally with Abayi, but after he heard Abayi's logic, he agreed with Abayi's logic. The Gemara says, Ihochi, oh, once you've done that, why doesn't he agree with Abayi's position entirely by Shabbat? Which is, Ihochi, Trina nami Trina. In our latter case, where Roba and Abayi argued, Abayi said, everything's covered. The one chatat by Shabbat covers everything. Roba says it covers everything except the Trina, that one last Melacha that you have to bring the Korban for. Why doesn't he agree to Abayi completely? It says, Gereira Itlei, He's willing to have a single derivative. He's not willing to have a double derivative. So something that's connected, for instance, over here, where you have Tzira, and he brought the Korban to Tzira, that'll take care of something that's a derivative of that, or connected in one level removed, which is that the Shigiyat Shabbat involved Tzira, so therefore he'll cover that. And since it covers the Tzira, it also covers the Tzina. But then to extend that to say, okay, now you've covered the Tzina through an extension, through a derivative, now I'm going to take that and say I also cover another tchina. That's a two steps removed. That's already a, a double derivative. And that we're not willing to do. So the machloke between Abai and Rova is not, says Greira works. One step removed we're okay with. Two steps removed Abai says still works. Rova says it doesn't work. And that basically explains the difference in their opinion with regards to Shabbat. If you remember about Shigigat Shabbat first, then everybody agrees you've covered everything with that one korban. Because that one korban has subsumed in it both Trina and Ktsira. You bring that one korban for Shabbat. And therefore, for the Shigigat Melachot, you'll cover both of them. Because they're both subsumed in that, and it's only one once removed for both Melachot. On the other hand, if it's the other way around, where you remember the Shigigat Melachot first, and you remember Ktsira first, then when you bring Ktsira, once removed from Ktsira is the Ktsira of Shigigat Shabbat, which covers everything in Shigigat Shabbat, including Trina. But to say that the Tchina, also the other Shigigat Melachot, to cover that, right, it's, that's a double derivative, that's a, twice removed, that Rova says doesn't work, Abai says does work. And that'll be the difference in their opinion. Uh, just to note about this Greira issue, Rashi says that he brought the Korban and the Ktsira. So we said from that, that will then cover the Ktsira of the Shigigat Shabbat, and that will also automatically cover the Tchina of the Shigigat Shabbat. Why isn't that a case of Greira the Greira? Why isn't that a case of double derivative according to Rava? It's one step, two steps. So Rashi answers the question and says that the Ktsira Ktsira is not really Greira. Since they're one type of Melacha, Ktsira is one Melacha, it's as if you're bringing it on the same item. And the first Greira that you do is to Ktsina. So therefore, when I have the Korban that is being brought for the Ktsira, and it covers the Ktsira of Shigat Shabbat, that's not because of Greira. It's not because of the dinner Greira. It's simply because they're the same shamey sort. It's the same violation, so the korban covers it. Then, when I want to jump to Tchina of Shigigat Shabbat, that's my first derivative. Then you want to bring it back to Tchina of Shigigat Melachot, that's a double derivative. 
So Rashi just points out that the what we would consider to be the first level of derivative is not really a derivative. That they're really, when you're talking about the same shame sur, the same greira, that's all considered to be one. There's no derivative there. It's only when you jump to a different malacha do you consider it to be a derivative. Tosafot does not agree with Rashi. It says that even the first step, Tzira is even, the first step is considered a greira. So how come then it's not a double derivative to take care of the Tchina B'Shigir Shabbat? It's because you can't have Chatzik Kapara for Shabbat. You can't have it by the Shigir Shabbat where you only have one korban for everything you did. You can't have it that the Tzira will cover the Tzira and only the Tzira part of it. And then what? You're going to be left with half a Shigir Shabbat? Right, half a korban that you have to bring for the Tchina? That doesn't work that way. Once you've covered that Chatan, it covers everything. It's just the way that the chatai works. You can't have it be chatzi. So it is one step removed. One step removed, but the tchina is covered not because it's a double derivative, it's just because once you've covered the ktsira of Shigat Shabbat, you've also automatically covered the tchina of Shabbat. So Tosfut explains it that way in order for it not to be a double derivative. Right. Right. Rashi eliminates the first step as not being greyra at all. And Tosfot says that the second step is not gray route from Ketira to Kina because they're all covered under one Chatat. And that's how they solve this problem of Rava not being a double derivative in those first stages. So now the Gemara says, Milta de Pshita lehula bai virava, mi the Rabbi Zero. So that which was, or bai le Rabbi Zero, that that which is simple to bai and Rava, that grayra works, Rabbi Zero actually posed it as a question. That he wasn't so certain he posed it as a question. The bai Rabbi Zero me Rabbi Asi, because Rabbi Zera asked Rabbi Asi, Ramila, by Mine, Rabbi Yirmiya, me Rabbi Zera. Some say that it was asked of Rabbi Zera by Rabbi Yirmiya. Katsar, Vitachan, Chatsi, Grogeret, Bishkigat, Shabbat, Vizadom, Melachot. Does Ktsiran Tchina of only Chatsi, Grogeret, which is known as a Chatsi Shior. He didn't do a full violation, he didn't do enough to be in violation of Shabbat. So he did that, Bishkigat, Shabbat, Vizadom, Melachot. He knew these Melachot were Asurot, he just didn't know it was Shabbat. And then he goes back for Katsar Vitachan, Chatsi Grogeret Vizadon Shabbat, Vishigigat Melachot. And then he goes ahead and knowing it's Shabbat, he forgets that these are Melachot and does again a Chatsi Melacha in that second instance. Ma'u Shiyitztarfu. Can they combine to make it now he's that he's in violation? If you take the half Ktsira and half Ktsira, do they make a whole Ktsira and the same thing? Tchina, half Tchina and half Tchina. So they make into a full grogeret of violation. They have separate chatot, and therefore they're not mitztaref. So again, Abai and Ravah think that the chatot are actually joined over here. The chatot are connected. So if the chatot are connected, then Abai and Ravah would seem to suggest that they would think it is mitztaref. On the other hand, if you believe that the chatot are separate, then you're going to say that they are not mitztaref. And so that was a question either that was Posed by Rabbi Zera or to Rabbi Zera. That was the question asked. The answer came back was, well, they're separate chataot, therefore they are separate in terms of their din. You cannot combine them in any way. So that which was pshita to Abai was not simple to Rabbi Zera. He actually posed it as a question, was posed to him as a question, and then they retorted. Now, the Gemara challenges this whole position over here, which is, Anytime you have different chataot, they're not mitztaref. Is that really true? Achal, that's not. We have a Mishnah in Kretu. Achal chelev, v'chelev behelem echad. He eats chelev and chelev. Two violations of eating impermissible fats and one forgetting. He has to eat it within G'day Achilat Pras in order for it to be Mitzterif over here. Rashi says over here, Shba'otu helem, it's in the same forgetting. Gaon shalosham itchilato al shalrishon at sof gemar achilat acharon. He doesn't have, leave the amount of time from the beginning of the first eating to the end of the second eating. Yotermi G'day Achilat Pras. 
If they're one min, they're mitzterev. Then you only have to bring one korban. In one forgetting, he violates numerous isurim. Fat, blood, eating leftovers of the karbanot, eating things that had the wrong makshavu at the time that they were brought. So all of these have a chiyuv karet associated with them and a chiyuv katat. Then, he has to bring one korban for each one of them. They don't combine. Even though it's one forgetting, they don't combine to bring a single korban because they're different shemot. They're different isurim. This is the stringency that applies to multiple items versus one violation or one category of violation. Now the other side is but there is a stringency that applies to one category of Yisur versus multiple categories of Yisur, which is, if you ate half a gazayit from this Yisur, and then an additional half gazayit from this Yisur, because he is now mitzteref. They are, one, forgetting. They're mitzteref. And he would bring a korban for that. He's in violation of the Yisur, and he'll bring a korban for that. Mishnei nim. If it's from two different categories, two different Yisurim, dam, chelev, and you have chati shiur of dam, chati shiur of chelev, they're not going to combine to become a single shiur of violation because they're in two different categories. And therefore, you're going to be patur. Vavinam ba. And then we queried about that or tried to clarify. When it's one min, you are chayav. Tzrichle meimar. Why do you have to tell me that? Why do you have to tell me if you eat a half kazayit of chalev and another half kazayit of chalev and one forgetting that they're mitzvah to make a single kazayit? That should be obvious. It's one forgetting. You now have eaten what would combine to be a single shiur. So, right. It's a, what's the question here that they should be mitzvah? Why do I need the Mishnah to, take, to tell me such an obvious case? This says in the name of the Shacham, the son of Totni. What's the case here? It's not just that he ate two gzaitim of chilev. He actually ate it, here it says two dishes, but it means it's cooked in two different ways. One is roasted, one is boiled, one is roasted, one is fried. There are two different presentations of the chilev. So even though you ate it in two presentations, the shtei achilot, Rashi says, if it's in two achilot, nobody thinks it combines. And so obviously over here we're talking about a case that it is Within one achila, within one achilat kedei achilat pras. So now the chiddush is that it's according to Rabbi Yeshua. Yeshua says that tamchuim are mechalkim when you eat two gzeitim behelamechat. So therefore you'll be chayav two chatot. And it comes to teach us for chatzi sure that they are still mitzdaref. Why? If for two tamchuim, if I ate a kaza- if a person ate a kazayit of roasted fat and then a kazayit of cooked fat, then Rabbi Yeshua says you bring two carbonot. Sounds like they're two separate entities. So now, why when, I, when a person eats chatzikazayit and chatzikazayit, do we say they are mitzdaref? The answer is here. Ma'udutayim, I would have thought I'm Rabbi Yeshua ben Kula ben Chumra. When Rabbi Yeshua says his position, he means when are two dishes or two presentations of the fat considered to be separate. That's whether it's the kula, whether it's the chumra. Whether it goes the chumra and makes you bring a korban, or it's the kula, and then it separates. Kamash to the kula lo amar. The chumra kamar. He only says that the chumra, he doesn't say the kula. The Chumrah means if you ate two kzeit, if a person ate two kzeitim, then one's roasted, one is cooked, he's going to have to bring two separate korbanot. That's the Chumrah. What's the Kula? The Kula is that over here, what would I have said? The Kula would have been that the Chatzik Zayit and the Chatzik Zayit do not combine. And I'm not, the person's not Chayav and Chatat now because they don't combine. They're two separate entities. So we say, no, he doesn't say the Kula, he only says the Chumrah. So what would be the Chumrah here? The Chumrah here would mean that they do combine. So when it's, he'll always go the Chumrah. So it'll be considered two entities when it makes you bring more carbonate. 
It would be considered a single entity when it bring, makes you bring a korban period. And that's what we have over here. It goes to the Chumrah, and that's what the Mishnah is coming to teach us. Rabbi Yeshua's din only applies to Chumrah, not Lekula. So over here, even though it's on two different presentations, and it's a Chatzik Zed, a Chatzik Zed, they're still mitztaref. They do combine together to make it into a Chiyuv Chatat. So Gemara says, now finally we got to the question that the Gemara was after, which is, here you have separate chatot, and they are mitztarif. Two chatot, why? Because when they're brought, when they're separate, right, when they were brought or presented in a case when they are not combined, they're two chatot, and yet, I'm sorry, the two tamchuyim, the two presentations, if they were individual, they would be brought and you'd have to bring a separate korban for each of them. And yet, when they are brought, they are mitztarif. So here you see that that principle that you said, that there's a connection between chalukim lekarbanot, automatically means chalukim litztarif, that they cannot be mitztarif, is not true. That is not a principle that you can rely on. Just because you bring different chata'ot for a violation, doesn't mean that the two items will not be mitztarif. Over here, according to Rabbi Yeshua, I will have, if a person would eat a full kazayit of roasted and full kazayit of cooked, he'd have to bring two chatot. Yet, when it's a half kazayit of roasted and half kazayit of cooked, they are mitztarif. So you see that, the two, that there is no correlation between the number of chatot that are brought and the fact that it is mitztarif. So how can you come to a conclusion before that, when you have the chatzib melachah by Shabbat and chatzib melachah by Shabbat, that it won't combine because those are two separate chatot. Since they're separate chatot, they're not mitztarif. That's not necessarily true. We can see we have a case here. We have two separate chatot in the violation, yet they are still mitztarif. So, Amalei Mar, Aresha Matni You brought the question on the ratio, and therefore you have a problem. We explained it on the safe, and therefore we have no problem. Which is, Mishnei minim patur. When it comes to two minim, then you are patur. Tzrichalim heimar. You have to tell us that? Isn't it obvious that when you have two separate minim, that you are patur? They're not going to be mitztareif when you have a chatzik kazayit from this and a chatzik kazayit from that. Why would you think a chatzik kazayit of dam and a chatzik kazayit of chelev should combine? That's obvious. From Reish Lakish, Mishur Bartotni, Rav says, in the name of Bartotni, lo olam emin echad. Really talking about one min. From minim. So then why is it called two minim? Because he ate it two different presentations. He ate it, there was a chatzik zayit of roasted, chatzik zayit of cooked. So that's why it's called two minim. And he says that tumchuyim split it. So it's called two minim because one's roasted and one is cooked. Then the conclusion would be that Rabbi Yeshua's position holds both the chumrah and the kula. And therefore, in this case, it would not be mitztaref. Roasted and cooked will cause separate carbonate, but will also, when they are chatzikzai, chatzikzai, would not be mitztaref. And Rabbi Shua's identifies both the kula and the chumra. The bright, uh, or the mission that we quoted before has a statement that says that when the latter half of that Mishnah says, when is it that a minachad is more stringent than shnei minim? Sometimes a minachad is more stringent than shnei minim. The Gemara says, well, if I ate minachad, if I eat one, a chatzik zayit and a chatzik zayit of minachad, I'm chayav a chatat. 
if I eat a mina, a chatzik zayv from one mina and a chatzik zayv from mina cher, I'm not chayiv a chatat. That's all the Mishnah says. The question the Gemara asks, or the, what's posed by the Amoraim about this Gemara is, okay, that's so, there's nothing in that Mishnah that's a chiddish. Why do you have to tell me this information? I'm eating with the Kedei Achilat Pras. If I eat a chatzik zayv of chelev, chatzik zayv of chelev, it's obvious that I should be chayiv a chatat. What's the chiddish in that part of the Mishnah? That's one possibility of the question. Or, the other possibility of the question is the second half of that, which is if I eat from two minim, if I eat half a gzayit of blood, and half a gzayit of, if a person eats a chatzik gzayit dam, and a chatzik gzayit chalev, why would you ever think they should be mitzvareth? There's no reason to believe they should be mitzvareth. So both that reisha, which is the case where it's one min, and the sefer where it's two minim, are pshita. So one of them has to be a chiddish. One of those two has to tell us something, information that we wouldn't have known otherwise. So the first approach was to say that the reisha told us information that we would have known, which is about Rabbi Yeshua. That really here we're talking about, when we say it's minachad, when it's one type of isur, it's one type of isur that's presented in two different ways, roasted and cooked. So now the chiddish there is that Rabbi Yeshua's din only applies when you have a full kazayit. But it doesn't apply the kula to say that they won't be mitzvareif to make it into a single kazayit. The second way is to say that the chiddish is on the latter half of that piece, which is to say that the shnei minim really is minachad. Shnei minim was really all chalev. Why is it called two minim? Because it was done roasted and cooked, and it's called tuminim. And the chiddush is that Rabbi Shuhud's din does apply even to roasted and cooked. We'll separate and you won't be able to mit if the two gzaitim. So it's two different readings about where the chiddush is. Is it the chiddush on that ratio or on the seifa? So once you know that, if you put the chiddush of Rabbi Shuhud on that ratio piece, it presents a problem. Because now I've undermined the thesis that anytime the korbanot are separate, it's not mit Because Rabbi Yeshua says that if I had a, if he had a folk zayit of chalev cooked, and a full gzayit of roasted, you bring separate karbanot. But a chazi chazi is, it does combine. So then he says, well that's you, because you put on the ratio. If I put on the seifa, then that information is not true. Because then Rabbi Yeshua is consistent throughout. Rabbi Yeshua on the seifa says, if I have a, if I have a chazi gzayit of cooked, and chazi gzayit of roasted, they do not combine. Just like their karbanot are separate, so too they don't combine. And that will be consistent with the principle that we established before. And that's what he's saying to him. You put it on the ratio, so you ran into a problem. We read Rachel Lakish's position on the seifa, and therefore we didn't run into a position. So Umar says, well, me the seifa min If the latter half now is a case where it's one min and two tam meaning that it's chelev just presented in two different ways, then michlal, from that you would infer the ratio min echad v'tam That means that the ratio is a case that it's the same min, of course, because now everything is chelev. But when we said it was shnei minim, it was presented in two different ways. That means when we called it a min echad, it means it was only presented in one way. Say echad min echad, but tam echad, So then again, what's the chiddush then in the ratio? Yeah, what, a case where it's chelev, and it's presented in one way, and you have a chatzi, kazai, chatzi, kazai, that you had behelem echad, one forgetting, yedik, de achilat pras, of course it's been sarif. Amravuna, achobay eskina, and kilon shayit alo yidiyah ben tayin. He knows, he remembers in between. Chatzikazayit of Chalev realizes that he ate the Chatzikazayit. Then it goes and forgets again whatever he has to forget, whether he doesn't know it's Chalev, whatever the forgetting is, eats the second Chatzikazayit. So again, well, if you have Yediyah ben Tayyim, what's the Chiddush here? Generally, Yediyah is enough to separate them out and say they are not Mitzvah. If you come into the information, the knowledge that you've done something wrong, and then you do something wrong again, they're not going to be Mitzvah. Because the Yediyah in between is Michalek. It's called Yediyah Michalek. Knowledge breaks them into two separate entities. Maybe for Chatat, they can combine. If it was a folk side, a folk side, they could combine. 
But in terms of be mitzaref them to make them into a single entity, to make them into one design, single isur, that you cannot do when you have Yediyah ben Taim. Rabbi Gamliel has an unusual position, which is that Yediyah has to involve isur. You have to have, to have violated the isur in order to have a Yediyah. Over here, when you only ate a chati kazayit, you didn't have the isur, you had to have a Yediyah. Only after you've eaten the full kazayit do you have the Yediyah. So Rabbi Gamliel says that Yediyah ben Taim doesn't do anything, and they are mitzaref. So chati kazayit, chati kazayit are mitzaref, and the chiddush is, that this is according to Rabbi Gamliel, who says the Yediyah ben Taim doesn't break them up, doesn't separate them. So now that will be the Chiddush of this Mishnah. The case where it says, Minachad, Minachad means Minachad Tamchuyachad. It's one type, one presentation, two Chatzik Zaytim, Behelam Echad, and one forgetting, and you have a Kdeachilat Pras. Why isn't it obvious then that your Chayav a Chatat, that they combined to make a Chatat? Because he had a Yediyah ben Taim. wasn't really one forgetting. It was a forgetting that he remembered halfway through about Chatzik Zayit and then remembers about the full Zayit by the time he finishes. And Rabbi Gamliel, according to Rabbi Gamliel, says that Yediyah in the middle is meaningless because it was about Chatzik Zayit. That's not called the Yediyah. The second part of the Mishnah, which says that when it's two minim, that you are patur, that's a case where it's all chalef, but it was two presentations. It was roasted and cooked, Chatzik Zayit of each, not mitztaref. That's Alibadur Rabbi Yeshua, who says when you have different presentations of the same Yisur, they're not mitzteref. So that's how we explain that Mishnah. That leaves that Mishnah alone, and then it brings us back to Rabbi Zira's din, or the, whether he queried or he was the one who was being queried, that position that when you have separate chatot, you cannot be mitzteref. The chatzis shiur will not combine when you have separate chatot, and that remains in place now, because now we don't have a question about it. And therefore... The din will be that since they require two chatot, they cannot combine. If you have a chatzi malacha of ktsira and chatzi malacha of ktsira, then they're not going to combine to make a full malacha of ktsira because they really require two separate korbanot, two separate chatot. And because of that, they will not combine when they are a chatzi shiur. Alright, now the Gemara continues. And to complicate things a little more. Itmar. <laughs> So over here now again we have a machloket amoraim which is achal shnei zaytei chelav behelam echad. It's two zaytim of chelav and one forgetting. Benodol arishon, chazar benodol alasheni. He remembers the first one and then he remembers the second one. Rabbi Yochanan Amar Chayav Shtaim. Rabbi Yochanan says he's chayav to bring two chatot. Rabbi Yochanan Amar Yochanan Chayav Lachat. He wants to bring one chatat. The question that should jump into your mind now what this means with nodolo? We just had that before. What does it mean nodolo that he had the information? Again, the three possibilities of what Nodolo means. Nodolo means he just has the information. Nodolo means he knows the information. It's Mafisha Korban. But Nodolo means that he is Mafisha Korban and he brought that Korban and then he knew about the second piece of information. So those are the three possibilities. I'm going to defer it because the Gemara is going to come back to it and ask the question. But just so you know, the Nodolo, we don't know what that means yet, but there's something that he knows that is separating between them. And Rabbi Yochanan says that makes them two separate entities. Rabbi Shaka says there's still a single entity. Uh, we'll see. One second. <laughs> All right. Rabbi Yochanan says, because the puzzle says, for each chatat, you have to say, that every chatat requires a separate korban. You have a chait, you bring a korban. It says that even may, the word m that we had yesterday's daf as well, m means from. So from a partial chatat, 
he's covered on everything. How does that work? He brings one chatat, then he covers everything. Even though he's bringing the chatat on a single violation, it covers multiple violations. So from his chait, he covers nislaqo, he covers everything. So that's the machok between them. Now Gemara says, very shlakish, active, achatatov, hevi. What is very shlakish going to do with the posuk of Rabbi Yochanan? Says, Gemara says, how will the achar kapara? That is, after kapara. After kapara, even Reish Lakish agrees that once you've crossed the line of kapara, that you can't use that kapara, that korban to cover something else. Doesn't Rabbi Yochanan have to deal with the posuk of Reish Lakish? Mechatatov means a partial chatat, v'nislach lo. They should join together. That doesn't work. According to Rabbi Yochanan, you have a case here where you ate a gazait and a half. So now the korban, the first korban you bring, in terms of he remembered that about the gazait. He remembers the gazait that he ate. So now he was going to bring a korban from that. Now you have this leftover chatzik gazait that he doesn't remember about, and then he eats an additional chatzik gazayit afterwards, where, while he still doesn't remember the first chatzik gazayit that he had. So now he brings a korban for that first entity. So everything was in one helim? Oh, no. It was, you had a helim, a forgetting, and he eats a gazayit and a half. Then he remembers about a single gazayit. So the one gazayit he remembers about, but the chatzik gazayit he doesn't remember about. Then within that forgetting of the sec- that chatzik gazayit, he now eats another chatzik gazayit. So what you would have thought is, he brought a kaban for the first gazayit, and then the second two halves to join together and force him to bring a second korban. Uh, uh, what I mean, how did he forget? Because he, he ate, he sat down to eat, he eats a kazayit worth, right. and then he tell you, he, you know, a couple, one minute, you know, within the pras, he eats a chatzik gazayit. And only remembers that he had that one big piece. He doesn't remember the little piece that he had afterwards, the chatzik gazayit that he had afterwards. Or he thought yeah, that the... Oh, so that's the conclusion. That's what Rabbi Yochanan's conclusion is. Rabbi Yochanan's conclusion is mechatato, which is that since he covered the... Had he known about the chatzik azayit, everything would have been covered. Had he known... Yeah, the first half. Had he known about the one and a half up front, the Quran would have covered all of it. So since the Quran would have covered that whole one and a half, then it can't be mitzdarif to that latter half. It can't be... Right, it can't be covered the second half because that first half is really, right, it's really covered by the first. Either it's covered by the Qur'an itself, or it's a chatzik by itself. But since it would have been covered, Riyokhan said, that would means mechatato. Mechatato, since it was part, a smaller part of his chatat, v'nislachlo, it's covered by the first. Since you had a whole kazayit with it, the whole kazayit is going to drag along or take care of that chatzik no matter what, and it's not going to be mitzarved to the second chatzik That is Rabbi Yochanan's conclusion. The Havamina would have been, Biochran says, whatever you remember, that's what's taken care of. You don't remember about it, that goes on to the next category. So we'd have to bring two chatot. Biochran says, no, the apostle of Rabbi Shlakish teaches me that when I have this little piece left over, it's dragged along with the original piece and covered by that. Since that's it's covered by that, that second half stands alone. Right. It's by itself, and therefore there is no korban brought for it. So that's how they explain each other's sukim. Now, Amrle Ravina the Ravashi. Ravina asks Ravashi, did Yadalei call them hafrasha plige? What does it mean that they knew? Did they knew mean that did Yadalei call them hafrasha? He knows about it, but he didn't separate out the korban, and that's where they argue. Ubaha plige, and this is the argument. The Mar Savar Yidiot Machalkot. Knowledge is enough to divide up the korbanot. 
And Reish Lakish holds that you actually have to be mafish the korban in order to say that it's a separate violation. But after even Reish Lakish would agree after you're mafish the korban that that's already considered to be a separate entity. So that's the first possibility about their machloket. The machloket is, I got the information. No, though. We got the information and that's it. That's all he knows. He knows he violated it. He does nothing else. Is that enough to make it into two Isurim now? Rabbi Yochanan says yes. Rishulka says no. Rishulka says until you're mafrish the korban, that is not a separating entity. Once you've been mafrish the korban, then even Rishulka agrees. You've now split them up. No, no, no. This is you're you're back. We're back to the original case of Kazayid and Kazayid. Oh, Kazayid. Okay. We're back to that original uh, case. Okay. We're back to the original machloket Rishulka Rabbi Yochanan. He had a Xayit Chelev, Xayit Chelev, and then he remembers about one of the Xaytim of Chelev. But he remembers after... After he's been both violations, right. So wait, if, if he had Xayit, then he knew about it. Then, every, then he had Xayit. Right, then, then it's separate. Then Everybody then agrees that it's separate. There's yeah. no way, no gray or anything? Uh, oh, there could be gray, row, but it's... No I mean, gray I'm sorry, in terms of being mitztareif, they're not mitztareif. In terms of Greyra, if you bring one Chatat and the Chelev, it may cover all these Surei Chelev over here. As long as you haven't created something that separates them. If you think Yudiyah is enough to separate them, then you may not be able to do it. If Yudiyah happened afterwards, after everything, then you could maybe do Greyra. If you, if you think Yudiyah is a splitting factor, then you couldn't do Greyra over here because you really divided them into two Yisurim. You can't do Greyra anymore. So, but if you had Yudiyah only one of them, that's where Greyra might work. Yes, because, or you have your idea after the fact. After you've done both violations. Correct. There am I. Correct, correct. Alright, so here, we have these two, we have two Zaytim Chalif. That he, he ate them. He doesn't know anything. Now he remembers about one of them. And he takes no action. He just remembers that he did one violation. And then later on he remembers about the second violation. So is that the Machlokat here? Rabbi Yochanan says, idea is enough. Knowledge is enough to create two Yisurim here, two separate. You have to bring separate Korban for each of them. A chatat for each one of them. Or, is knowledge not enough? That's Rish Lokish's opinion that you have to be actually mafrish the korban. Until you take out, separate the korban out, you haven't designated it as a separate isur. But he agrees that once you've separated the korban out, that it is considered to be a so separate isur. Even though you're, 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 you only do one, everything has been done already, and you get a and then an hour later you get another, you find out the second piece, that could be enough to make it Rabbi Yochanan, yeah. Rabbi Yochanan would say yes, and Rabbi Yochanan would say no. That's one possibility about the Machloket. So that's one possibility. Oh, Dilma. This case here is a case where he knows, and he was mafish the Korban. And there, Rabbi Yochanan believes that once you bring mafish the Korban, that makes it into a separate Isur, and you have to bring a separate Korban. Marsavar kaparot michalkot. And Rish Lakish believes, until you've done kapara, there is no chiluk. Until you brought the korban, there is no chiluk. Right, as you said, once you brought the korban, it's over. There is a separation. But before you're mafish the korban, if you simply had knowledge, right, which is what you, you didn't like, Roni, which is that, if you simply had kodem hafrasha, even Rabbi Yochanan would agree to Rabbi Yochanan, then you only be chayav one. Because... There, the idea is not enough to separate them. The simple knowledge is not, not enough to separate them. O Dilma, Ben Bezu, Ben Bezu Maybe they are about both. 
Maybe they think that hafrasha, it's, it's, it's to the extremes, meaning that Rabbi Yochanan thinks that even Yedi alone is enough to separate them. And Rabbi Yeshlakish believes only until you reach the point of Kapara is it enough to separate them. That means that for Rabbi Yochanan, Yediyah and Yediyah and Hafrasha are enough to separate them. For Yeshlakish, neither of those are enough to separate them until you've actually brought the Korban. There is no separation between the Surim. So maybe it's a possibility they argue about both, both of them all the way to the extremes, meaning that their opinions are at the extremes. Yeshlakish says only after Kapara are they separate. Rabbi Yochanan says simple knowledge is enough to separate them. So that's the possibility, but three possibilities here about what their machlokets is. So I'm laying Mistavra. He says, I can tell you, I think logically, Ben Bezu Bezim Bumu Achokat. Machlokets about both. If you think that they only argue, Kodom Afrasha, Avalach Afrasha, Modulay Reish Lokas, Rabbi Yochanan. But after Afrasha, then even Reish Lokas would agree to Rabbi Yochanan, that's considered to be separate entities. Techayev Shtayim. Didn't we have a problem before? We had a problem before. What does Rish Lakish do with Rabbi Yochanan's Pasuk? And the answer that we gave was, Lachar Kapara. That that Pasuk is after Kapara. They're separate once after Kapara. Look, my Lachar Afrasha. Why do you have to go set it up all the way after Kapara? You just have to say that that Pasuk is after Afrasha. Because even according to Rish Lakish, once you've been mafrish the Korban, they're considered to be two separate violations. So if that's the case, why did he say that the Pasuk is not even after Kapara? He should have just said it's after Kapara. Rish Lakish had to answer what does he do with he said that or Gemara imposed it in his no, position. So the Gemara say, oh, well, we, what I said yesterday, we to say I was wrong. No, what they we're going to say is that, I don't know whether Rish Lakish said it or not. It's very hard to tell in the Gemara whether Rish Lakish said it, said it, or it was said by the Midrash in his name. But now we're talking about later Amoraim that are now looking back and saying, we know this information. We know that that's right. Why did they say, why did the Bnei Beit Midrash Set up Reish Lokish as Achar Kapara. They could have set it up as Achar Hafrasha. So Mar says, V'i Achar Hafrasha pligate. If their machokit is after Hafrasha, Aval Kodem Hafrasha, but before Hafrasha, if you just had simple Yudiyah, Modulei Rabbi Yochanan, the Reish Lokish, Denu Chayav, Ela Achat, then you only have one Korban, Ademukulei Krav, Gzaitu Mechza. Why did you set up that case? Rabbi Yochanan had to deal with Reish Lokish, as opposed to set up with a crazy case of one and a half Kzaitim, look me Kodem Hafrasha. Just say that that puzzle is talking about before Hafrasha. Just plain Yudiyah. Even Rabbi Yochanan agrees, playing Yediyah, one Korban will cover everything. So Gemara says, so he based on that says, it's clear that the Machokot is at both extremes. That's why Rish Lakish only can set up his, the Pasuk of Rabbi Yochanan after Kapara. And Rabbi Yochanan says that it only in this case of one and a half Kseitim is, is Rabbi Shlokish's Pasuk because they argue through the spectrum. They argue about everything. So Gemara says, maybe not. Dilma, Svuke, Misvakele. Maybe they bait Midrash. The Bnei Beit Midrash, who were trying to explain Reish Lakish and Rabbi Yochanan, what they do with the others' pasuk, they had a safek about what it is. The Imtim Salomar. And they presented it as two options. Imtim Salomar Kamar. Imtim Salomar Kodama Frasha If you say that they argue Kodama Frasha, Rabbi Yochanan, Heki Mukulay Lakra. So then what is Rabbi Yochanan going to do with the pasuk of Reish Lakish in that case? Puzzle of Reish Lakish, if Rabbi Yochanan thinks that Yediyah is enough to be Michalek, what is he going to do then with Reish Lakish's Pasuk? He has to set it up with that Kazayitu Mechza. Kazayitu Mechza. Vimtim Salomar. And if you want to say, not that both are true, but if the other way is true, which is Imtim Salomar, Lachar Hafrasha Plige, that they argue after Hafrasha, then Reish Lakish, Hekin Bukula the Kra. Then what is Reish Lakish going to do with the Pasuk of Rabbi Yochanan? Because if they're arguing Akhar Hafrasha, that means that 
Reish only believes that they're separate achar kapara. So what's he going to do with the pasuk of Rabbi Yochanan? He's going to say that it go, that it applies after kapara, the achar kapara. So what the Gemara did now, which is Ravina, when he was asking the question to Ravashi, he says, what is the machloket? Three possibilities of what the machloket between Reish Lakish and Rabbi Yochanan is. One is possibility is it's about the eye itself. Simple knowledge. Is that enough to separate? The other possibility is it's about a frusha. Is a frusha enough for separation or not? Or the third possibility was that they argue about both according to the extremes. That Rachel Lakish always thinks it doesn't work and Rabbi Yochanan always thinks it does work. So then we present the Rabbi says, well, based on what we saw, the explanation of the psukim according to Rachel Lakish and Rabbi Yochanan, it would suggest that they are arguing at the extremes. That means that all the way through the spectrum they're arguing. Rabbi says, maybe not. Maybe the Bnei Midrash had the same question that we had. They didn't know where they argued. So they didn't know where they argued. Now they have to set up the psukim. How does Rish Lakish deal with Rabbi Yochanan's pasuk based on the fact that it could be either possibility? And how does Rabbi Yochanan deal with Rish Lakish's possibility, pasuk, given that it could be either possibility? So we, they push the psukim to explain them at the edges or to the extremes, not necessarily because that's where they think the makhluk is across the spectrum, but to capture both possibilities. And therefore, they might have had the same problem that we had. They might have been faced with the same question as we had, and therefore you cannot conclude anything from the fact that they explained the Tsukim in that way. All right, we'll stop here.